52-35. Jaden Daniels was hurt going into this game. Cleared concussion protocol in record time, less than a week. And probably deserves to win the Heisman. I've been saying it all season long. Now the entire country is saying it. Jaden Daniels for Heisman. Meanwhile. <laughs> LSU uh, by a million. West West Virginia by 20, apparently. Um, yeah. I am in despair. In sadness. <laughs> we haven't been in... I'm sad. Am in misery. Jinx. Who beat Tennessee? Um, um, yeah, I, I'm. Just keep. I'm. Okay, I'm the hype this episode. Good change of pace for this season. Um, we got a quick recap for you guys on last week, and then we're gonna go into our preview. Um, this season has absolutely flown by. Um, disgusting. Disgustingly Next fast. week is our last week of college football. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. Um, but on that sad and somber note, on a very upbeat Panther pod, because we're breaking my boy out of his feelings about West Virginia, that'll never happen. I'm Cole Connor. I'm, I'm Owen Sapelnik. And you're listening to the Panther pod. All right, y'all. We got JTC in the booth. Shout out JTC. Shout give out him JTC. A, give him a little round of applause there. Applause. The booth. The booth. Um, uh, keep going. We're going to talk about the news later. Oh, yeah. No, we're for sure going to talk about the news. Um, starting things off, Florida State, Miami. Florida State won 27-20 in kind of a closer game than a lot of people were saying. Um, Miami scoreless in the first quarter comes back, ties it up at halftime, and then um, Florida State scores that uh, last-minute touchdown to put them up seven, seal the game. Uh, Owen, any kind of thoughts as far as uh, Florida State's offense? Did they, you know, they look like they produced, but Miami's def- is Miami's defense really that good, or is Florida State's offense just kind of had a falter in this I, game? I personally think that Florida State just kind of faltered in this game. I think they were looking past this game. Uh, but I think Miami was very well prepared for this game. Uh, and this is this was a trap game for Florida State. And I think Florida State shouldn't have let Miami come as close as they did. But it happened. So 27-20, good win for the Vols. Uh, mm, mm, for the Knolls. For the Knolls. Not, mm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tennessee fans. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, Tennessee fans. Good win for the Knolls. Uh, Florida State remains number four in the country. They are now 10-0, and or 9-0, and one of the two. Um, yeah, uh, again, great win. Uh, kind of putting it on, you know, this used to be a big rivalry back in the day. Got a little bit bigger here um, as Miami's hired Mario Cristobal. But you know what? It's all right. Okay, Florida State's still number four. Here we are. Should have been a blowout, but it wasn't. Can't help it. Florida State wins 27-20. Good win for the Knowles. Knowles with an N. Knowles. Knowles with an N. 
Alrighty, uh, moving right along from that one. Uh, like we said, it was a good game. It was worth the hype, but Florida State really should have blown out Florida. Our Florida State should have blown out Florida. Jeez, that was LSU. Uh, Florida State should have blown out Miami. Didn't end up happening. So, yep. Uh, next up is Michigan versus Penn State. Michigan wins twenty four fifteen. Uh, some fast thoughts on this game, Cole. This was for Big Ten championship or for a place in the Big Ten championship. Um, neither team can pass the ball. Both teams can run the ball a lot. Uh, Michigan had 227 total rushing yards on the game. They had 287 total offensive yards this game. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Penn State looked good, but they weren't good enough in the second half. Uh, Michigan put up 14 in the first or in the uh, first half. Uh, Penn State just never was able to answer to that. They end up losing 24-15. I honestly hope that – I'm not going to say that. I hope that the NCAA brings the hammer down on Michigan a little bit in the offseason. They deserve it. Um, I like what they did as far as removing Harbaugh from the sideline for the rest of the season – but I don't think that that was enough, and I don't think that's going dis- to that's not that's not discouraging enough to other teams to prevent that from happening again. So we'll see what happens. Harbaugh's probably leaving to go coach the Raiders anyway. So you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yep. Uh, next up, a surprising game out of the ACC as UNC struggles a little bit uh, offensively. Um, UNC still put up 47 points in double overtime. Um, but 47-45, UNC takes the win. Um, Owen, fast thoughts? Uh, great showing by Duke, but even better showing by Grayson Loftus for Duke as well, throwing for three touchdowns and not putting um, not putting the ball in harm's way. Had a QBR of 149.2. Mm. He was 16 for 28. Not bad for a back. This is Jason Bean kind of back up here uh, for Duke. Uh, again, good job for Duke. Uh, hanging in there. Uh, really uh, stuck it out. Uh, North Carolina, again, this should have been should have been a game that you shouldn't have had to sweat. Now, North Duke, in my opinion, is a much more complete team than Miami is. Uh, but, again, 47-45 shouldn't have taken you into double overtime for that. But it is a rivalry game, and we all know what happens with records in rivalry games. They get thrown out the window. Yep. Um, but, yeah, for for Duke, great showing all around uh, offensively, defensively, looked great. Drake May didn't have his best game. He was 28 for 43, had a touchdown and an interception, put the ball in harm's way. So, yeah, not not the best for uh, not, not the best for UNC, but you know what? You get the dub in Chapel Hill. You move on. Um, yeah, you'll you'll get a great bowl game unless unless Louisville falters, which I doubt um, at this point. Not going to the ACC title game, but that's okay. You'll get a crack at it next year. There you go. Um, moving right along to the oh boy, I called it. I called it. You did call it. it. You did call it. Um, thirty-six to seven was a score that I was expecting. Not this way, <laughs> as the Mizzou Tigers upset the Tennessee Volunteers thirty-six to seven. 
Uh, Cody Schrader had himself a game, 321 total yards of offense with one touchdown for the Tigers. The the inferior Tigers, but, you know, we'll let it slide. Uh, Brady Cook was on point, 18 for 24, 275 yards passing, two total touchdowns. Uh, Joe Milton still looked solid, 22 for 34, 267 yards passing, one touchdown. So not a bad game for the Vols, but they have to work. Heupel needs to preach defense in the offseason. So many of their games, the offense has had the opportunity to put things away, and the defense has just blown it for the Vols this year. But also for the Vols is the fact that they gave up the ball three times. Two fumbles and an interception right there. Turn the ball over, turnover game, boom, right there. Mizzou wins uh, wins the turnover battle, and ultimately that's what wins them the game, 36-7. to uh, I was expecting – I picked Missouri to win, but I didn't pick them to blow them out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, good win for Missouri on the up and up with Eli Drinkowitz and, and that whole crew over there out in, uh, out in Missouri. Uh, moving right along to the Utes and the Huskies. Uh, Washington comes away with a win, 35-28. A uh, little bit scary. Um, had to fight for it in the second half. No problems doing that, posting 11, uh, 11 unanswered points in the second half. All of it did come in the third quarter. Excuse me. Um, but they posted a scoreless fourth quarter and sealed them the victory. Um, both teams were offensive uh, minded this game. Excuse me. Both teams were offensive minded this game. Uh, Utah had 267 passing yards. Washington had 332. Um, both teams had two passing touchdowns. Both teams had two rushing touchdowns. The difference uh, Washington actually lost the fumble. No, sorry. Uh, they did not lose the turnover battle. Uh, Utah threw those two ugly interceptions. And, yeah, no, good Pac-12 game, high scoring, kind of what everyone expected it to be. Washington Washington should be in the top four. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Washington needs to be in the top four. At this point, if Washington is not in the top four by the end of the season, there that's a shame. Agreed. Michael Penix Jr. Agreed. is, besides Jaden Daniels, and obviously I am very biased towards Jaden Daniels, go figure, uh, Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback in, in CAA right now. So, uh, next up is Ole Miss in Georgia. Now, if Georgia, just to kind of preface this game, if Georgia had lost here um, in Tennessee one, then that would set up for next week being the battle of the East. Okay, um, that did not happen because Tennessee lost and Georgia won. So therefore, Georgia clinches the East. Georgia beats Ole Miss fifty-two to seventeen. Again, I so badly wanted Tennessee to win and Georgia to win, but I already knew. I, I may I, I went with my I went with my my, my gut, not my not my heart. Um, yeah, I I knew that Georgia was not gonna it was gonna have a have a fun time with Ole Miss and and Missouri was gonna uh, beat beat Tennessee. But you know, Georgia man, just each week murder ball, murder ball. They're each week they get better, and this is not the same team that. Played against Auburn in a, in a in a shootout game against Auburn, and then kind of kept it close with Vanderbilt. Um, Georgia looks like they're starting to be that more national championship minded team as they have been the past two years. So, uh, yeah, Bulldogs roll on over. Okay, they they're going to roll on into Atlanta. E- easy, easy on that. Easy on that roll word there. 
Roll. Mm. Didn't like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, my sister cannot sing Dixieland Delight without singing the Alabama version. Mm. She was, yep. Mm, don't like that. Mm-hmm. Don't She's like probably going to be really upset that I exposed her on the podcast, but it's it's all right. Isn't she a West Virginia fan? She is, and that's what I fussed at her for it severely. Mm. And I was like, "You, it's just Dixieland. You don't sing the Alabama version." She goes, "But that's all I hear on TikTok." I was like, "Listen to the radio, youngin." Yeah, like play it on Spotify or like we live in the 21st century. There's yeah. there's resources to not expose your children to Alabama football. Exactly. We have yeah, technology. Great te- point, Jay. Thank Great you, Jay. Point. Into booth. Yeah. Um, little little go, applause for go Jay. Ahead, go ahead. Um, but yes, yes. No, there. Censor yourself, child. Gosh. Yeah. Come on. Uh, speaking of fifty-two points, LSU scored fifty-two points. Florida thirty-five. Mm. <laughs> LSU held the ball for twenty-five minutes and thirty-six seconds. Florida. 34 minutes. LSU had less drives, less total plays, 701 total yards. Those are rookie numbers. Got to bump those up. Yeah. Oh, come uh, on. What, what, what's going on here? Gosh. Uh, I, next week, I'll ask for eight, um, which we probably will. Um, averaged 11.5 yards of play, 372 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 329 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns, LSU by a million. Jaden Daniels had five total touchdowns? Yeah. Hey, you know what's even crazier? You know what's crazier than that, bud? Third game this season, he's had that. Third game this season. Hey, I also saw this stat, and I didn't know if you knew this or not. You had 701 total yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jaden Daniels counted for accounted for six hundred of that. Yes, Jaden Daniels is a monster. We already knew this. Woo. Brian Thomas Jr. He needs to be in New York. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. No, Jaden Daniels is an absolute monster. On the season, he has three three thousand three hundred. Jesus. 3,164 passing yards, 30 passing touchdowns, 8 rushing touchdowns, and 918 all-purpose yards, putting up 230 points for the Tigers. How are you not going to the SEC championship game? Because our defense allowed Florida to score 35. Billy Napier's Florida to score 35 freaking points against this Tigers team. If our defense was as good as it was last season, we would be in the SEC championship game again. But now, I digress. LSU by a million, good team win. Um, We're out of playoffs. We're out of playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Um, We're out of the playoffs. We're out of the championship game. At this point, we're just playing for pride and a good bowl. Uh, hopefully, that good bowl is up against the uh, Washington Mountaineers. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know who also is a monster, Cole? Don't say it. Neil Brown for putting me through this Thank misery, you. okay? The, 
in misery. West Virginia loses to Oklahoma 59 to 20. Started off great. We uh we um we drove right down the field, scored seven points. It was downhill from there. It was downhill from there. Our defense was like Swiss cheese. Had a lot of holes, but it also stunk. Okay. Offense was as stale as a three-week-year-old cracker. Okay. I. I don't know what to. I don't. I. I. Neil Brown should have told his defense to play like the uh, second-string trombone player in the orchestra. Should have played better. Yep. Uh, Garrett Green had was 10 for 27, two touchdowns and an interception. Nico came in in garbage time. He was 0 for 4. He had an interception. He had a QBR negative 50. Do I have that on them bigger jobs? Um, CJ had a touchdown and got hurt in the game, possibly broken ankle. Cole Taylor, thanks, by the way, had a touchdown. Devin Carter had a touchdown. Oklahoma just rocked us. Dylan Gabriel was fuck good, good. Goodness gracious. Oh, fudge. Just 23 for 36. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, Cole. Hey, his QBR was a little that's bit passing. better than that's that's passing. He had five passing touchdowns along with three rushing touchdowns. Oh, uh, that's what that is. Okay. I had a QBR of 208. Hey, now at least you have a preview of what it's going to be like when LSU and West Virginia play. Please don't come across the table with me. I don't want to fight. I'm just... I'm incredibly disappointed. Um, we, even held, we, even, we even had time of possession. We were 30 minutes and some change... And, we sucked, okay? We sucked. We sucked real bad. Real bad. 59-20. This the, Our guys look like they just had no idea what to play. You know, like, Dylan Gabriel had 423 total yards and eight total touchdowns, Cole. Eight alone. This hey. man had eight touchdowns hey. alone. I, I sincerely hate to correct you. On, um, on on something. Um, he had 423 passing yards. He didn't have 423 total yards, bud. Excuse me. He had 473 total yards. 473 total yards, eight touchdowns. There you go. That's that's not nice. May I remind you of the Alabama game? At least I didn't lose to my biggest rival this year. You want to go low blow? I'll go low blow. I didn't reach across that table, but I sure, I, with my words, I stretched right up in there. All right. Bad beat. A terrible beat. We had everything on this game. I felt so confident. Don't play footsies with me. I felt 
Jay's I going felt- to the booth. So confident that we could play this game and play it well, okay? We could be competitive in this game. I felt like we had a chance to win it, okay? I, I also picked West Virginia. We weren't even in it. Weren't even in it. All right? We could have gone, if we had won this game, we would have been in the running for the Big 12 championship game. And guess what? We failed. We flopped. We were stagnant, stale, boring, stopped, crushed, okay? E-break, Jake break, whatever you want to call it. We got blown out, okay? Blown out. Worse than that Taco Bell toilet your dad always posts about. (laughs) All right? I am... Frustrated, mad, sad, melancholy. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> we. Uh, uh, I. No, go for it. Come on. Okay. I. Walking into this game. What? West Virginia, Oklahoma. What? There's a 50% chance that one of them was going to walk out with it. All right, we can't take stuff seriously tonight, apparently. Okay. Okay. Let me talk to you. Yeah. And uh, walking into this game, West Virginia had a 50% 50 chance. At best. At best. But when you add Dylan Dylan Gabriel into the mix... His chances go way down. Dylan Gabriel knows. Jinx, by the way. Only the real ones know what we're referencing right now. But yeah, I know. The rest of everybody's just, they don't understand. Anyways. Scotty Steiner, man. <sighs> Ain't nothing, nothing finer. finer. Jinx. As Jinx. soon as I said it, I was like, Owen's about to get me back. Uh, um, anyways. I truly, I truly do hate it for you because I know that um, – what two and a half three weeks ago uh i was riding high yeah it was the most electric offense probably since i was electrifying (laughs) i was the most electric (laughs) electrifying move in all of big 12 sports mentors loose and i got the horns buddy moving on to the CFP rankings. Nothing's partially changed in the top five. Number one's Georgia. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Michigan. Number four is Florida State. If the season ended today, those teams are going to compete for a national championship. The odd man out is number five, Washington. You really should be able to make a case for Washington over Florida State at this point. Florida State has shown that they are not as good of a team as Washington is. Florida State has a cupcake schedule, an ACC play. Um, 
And Florida State could prove me wrong as soon as they get into the playoffs because it doesn't look like they're going to lose another game, and it looks like the top four pretty much set with the exception of the loser of the game. <sighs> Just to add on to stuff. Um, number six is Oregon. Number seven is Texas. Owen, Hornstown. Hornstown. No, Jay. Jay, no. Number eight is Bama. Boo. Number nine is the Mizzou Tigers. And number 10, Louisville. Number 11 is uh, my Pac-12 champs. Go Beavs! Oregon State Beavers. Uh, number 12, they play, in, they play in Beaver Stadium, Penn State. Uh, number 13 is Ole Miss. Number 14 is Oklahoma. Number 15 is LSU. Yeah. Number 16 is Iowa. Number 17 is Arizona. Number 18 is Tennessee. Number 19 is Notre Dame. And number 20 is North Carolina. Uh, rounding out the top 25, 21 is K-State, Kansas State. Number 22 is Utah. Number 23 is Oklahoma State. 24, wave, keep on rolling. Uh, not a tide, a wave. Not the tide, not the tide, the wave. The mighty green wave of Tulane. And rounding out the top 25, number 25, Kansas. Way to throw them in there. Way to go, Jayhawks. Rock chalk. Um, but you know, Cole, there's a team that, that I don't see ranked in here that 100% should be. Uh, yeah, they should be number one. They, sh- they, should, be, they should be number one in, the, in their conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they should also be going to a New Year's Six Bowl. What team? What team am I referring to? What 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 team? Jay. What team am I referring to? He's in to? misery right now. He is also in misery. He is also sad, mad, melancholy. <laughs> you gonna cry? I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, uh, you know what? One team who is uh, not in the top twenty-five who should be. J M U. All right. The Let National the Communist Against Athletics okay, has decided that JMU will not be bowl eligible because they hate college football. As of this moment in the Panther Pod, um, we're fully not joking about that. Like, NCAA is exercising what little power they have left and doing it in the most non-fun way possible. It very easy to overturn that two-year bowl ban that should not have happened in the first place. I understand why. I get it. They wanted to protect JMU and just say, hey, look, you can go, you know, you can win every single game in the next two years, or you could not. Either way, you're not going bowling. So there's nothing to play for. You just need to get acclimated. But I get it. But why? They're 10 and 0. Now that JMU is 10 and 0 and actively destroying every single team they come up against like a freaking buzzsaw, the Dukes deserve to go bowling. They deserve to go for their conference championship. Yep. They, they deserve to be in the playoffs at this point. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. It's put JMU in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Versus the Browns, apparently, according to Jay. Yeah, they'd win. JMU would. Yep. Um, utterly disgusting, awful, atrocious. Sickening. Sickening. Utterly sickening. 
Okay. Game. <laughs> Speaking of sickening. Yes. Uh, call me Black Lung. Uh, Arthur. Arthur. Uh, anyways. This entire podcast has just turned into us making inside jokes until someone else gets it. Somebody's got to get the reference. Like we, we, we definitely have people who love pro wrestling, love Red Dead Redemption. Okay, we, they, they, they've just got to know. They know. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> and then you add JMU into the mix. Uh, but you don't because the NCAA hates fun. Yes. The NCAA, at this point, I would not blame all 10 FBS conferences to be like, you know what, forget it. We're done. We're going to leave. I'm tired of this. Tired of exercising what little power you have. And I, I, I doubt it will happen. I really do. But I'm, I'm tired of the way that NCAA is like either like use your power for what you – Use it to actually help. Be a governing body. Don't be a hindrance. Yeah, because if you were a governing body, this you would have stopped conference realignment. Yeah, that is that is the one thing that we needed you to do, and yet you go. You actively no, failed. You act- let's start paying our players. Let's start paying our players, and then like we we are the we are partly the reason why uh, the Pac-12 died because we have we we chose to have no say, or we at least didn't try to, and then instead we're gonna flex our power on a few players and a group of five program that competes with everybody else in the country and tell them they can't go bowling. Stupid. Utterly ridiculous. Dumb as a wall of bricks. All right. JTC, anything you would like to add, sir? Yes. We really wanted JTC to cut a promo up here. Um, So far, uh, no luck. Uh, Comment on our next post or send us a review if you want to hear more out of JTC and his JMU uh, stuff. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Go Dukes. Uh, Chase Salty. Yeah, Understandable. I, I agree. Understandable. Understandable. Yep. Jinx. Uh, I jinxed you once. <laughs> Brother, I jinxed you once. You're fine. <laughs> you got you to gotta be quicker than that. Oh, you got to be quick. Uh, but... Uh, Starting into our preview section. Oh, we always starting into the preview now after we've done. It was. It's very wrong that JMU is not going bowling. Um, I think we all agree that. And yeah. But you know what, Cole? JMU may not be going bowling, but you know what's coming to JMU? Game day. You know what's also coming to JMU? The Panther Pod. That's right, folks. All three of us. Myself. Cole Connor and J.T. Chitwood are driving up to Harrisonburg, yeah. Virginia to go watch the Dukes absolutely dominate the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Dogs are going to eat. Dogs are going to eat. Um, we'll get to that game because we are going to talk about it. First things first, SMU Memphis. SMU travels to Memphis uh, in this game. <clears throat> SMU is favored by eight. The over-under is 65 and a half, and SMU has a 73% chance to win. Uh, SMU is, uh, I'm excuse me, SMU is walking into this game being the 12th ranked passing defense in the nation. 
in the nation. It's also a big game as well because for both the Memphis Tigers and the SMU Mustangs, this is a shot at their conference title. Uh, if either one of these teams win, it will kind of submit them in third place. Uh, Tulane right now is in uh, first place. They are taking the lead. You dag on right. Um, however, as I'm pulling actively pulling this up, let's find it here. <clears throat> in the American, uh, Tulane sits up front at number one. At nine and one and six and zero oh in conference, SMU currently is second place in the conference, uh, and UTSA is third place, six and zero oh in conference. So between the three of them, uh, if SMU loses, this will put UTSA at the top. So for SMU, this is a big game. Uh, for Memphis, it's also a big game because if UTSA loses to South Florida, uh, they also play Tulane in two weeks on the last week of college football. Uh, if UTSA loses both weeks, there's a good possibility. Uh, things are still kind of being mixed up here in the American. Uh, there's a good possibility that uh, SMU and Memphis uh, could play in the title game for the American. Um, right now, honestly, it is anyone's game. Uh, like I said, Memphis is 5-1 and one in conference. SMU is 6-0. and oh. uh, this, this is a big game for both teams. For Memphis, you've got to win this game if you want to have – any short, any sort of shot at the title game for the AAC, and Memphis has shown um, <coughs> Blake Watson, Seth Hennigan, they've got a good team. Uh, Watson, I believe, is coming off uh, three touchdowns uh, last week, but they have not played a defense like SMU's all season long. Um, Preston Stone and Jalen Knighton for the Mustangs. Uh, Preston Stone is 2,596 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions on the season. Seth Hennigan for uh, the Memphis Tigers, 2,864 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, as you said, uh, SMU has the 12th ranked uh, pass defense in the nation, uh, only allowing 194 passing yards, which is wild. Uh, Memphis is giving up 256. SMU is also limiting opponents to 117 on ground. Memphis is giving up 172. No-brainer pick here. Give me the Mustangs. Cole. Owen. I'm going with the Tigers. Of course you are. Give me Memphis. I just have a uh, – this one, I, I am going to go with my heart on this one. And I'm going to go with – I said my heart. Um, but I'm going to go with – uh, Memphis, I think they pull the upset here against SMU, and I think they make things interesting uh, in the American. And I think they have a good shot at going to their conference titleship, title game. Now, do I think they'll win it? Um, that is yet to be determined. However, I do think they end up beating the Mustangs, uh, making things really, really interesting. In the past two mass matchups, Memphis has split the record against SMU. They're currently 1-1 one one, uh, between these two. They are 2-0 record. Oh, excuse me, hold on. Scratch that. I don't know what I was reading there. Uh, they're one and one against each other. Memphis was able to split this game, uh, one and one. They have put up over their last couple of matchups over fifty nine points combined. 
Not bad. Uh, so good offensive game. I agree with you on the defense. This is the toughest defense Memphis will have to go up against all year long. However, I still say the Tigers pull this one out. Either way, it don't matter who's going to win. Tulane's going to roll and win the American. So, Two years in a row. Yup. Next up, we have the number five ranked team, Washington, versus oh, – that can't be right. That can't be right. Number 11 ranked Oregon State. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. Michael Penning Jr., DJ Uyangle. Michael Penning Jr., obviously 3,533 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. DJ, 2,254 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Washington is putting up more points a game and throwing the ball a little bit better than Oregon State. And a lot more than Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State runs the ball better, allows fewer points, allows fewer yards. Allows fewer passing yards, too. Yeah. Had a pretty solid pass defense. And is only allowing 102 rushing yards a game. Are the Beavs going to actually do it? Against a Heisman front runner, let's be honest here, Michael Penning. The spread is two and a half. This game is played in Corvallis. It's in Oregon State, in Reeser Stadium. And Oregon State is favored. Is Oregon State actually going to – I was picking Washington fully heading into this game. I I want you to know I I had a big decision to make because my brain tells me Michael Penix Jr., Dylan Johnson, like – Kalen DeBoer, those guys, yeah. okay, that offense in Washington, you just can't bet against them. You can't, okay? Hi, Michael Penix being, being a Heisman front runner, Washington is on a tear right now on the cusp, cusp of being in the college football playoffs, um, just itching their way, itching for, for a way to get in to the playoffs. Um. And then their their defense is looking great. Uh, four total sacks by Zion. Uh, two, two. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt. By Zion. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it is Tupeloa Fatui? I think so. Fatui is how – I would just call him Fatu, but maybe it's, that's maybe it the Fatou. pro wrestling fan in me. Maybe it is Fatu. I don't know. Uh, Acknowledge me. <coughs> Washington has had a tough schedule, tough mm-hmm. schedule here lately. Um, with them beating Oregon thirty-six to thirty-three, they beat Arizona State fifteen to seven. Stanford was was the probably the easiest game out of all of these forty-two to thirty-three. Had a shootout with USC two weeks ago, fifty-two to forty-two, and then last week came up against the buzzsaw that is the Utah defense, and still was able to manage to get past, and still managed to get past them, thirty-five twenty-eight. Oregon State. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, looking at Oregon State's last five against Cal, kind of a shootout there, fifty-two to forty. Against UCLA, they won thirty-six twenty-four. Lost Arizona twenty-seven twenty-four. Beat Colorado the next week, uh, twenty-six nineteen. 
and then uh, stomped Stanford 6-2-17. Um, for me, this is a absolute no-brainer pick. My head and my heart are in it. Go Beavs. I'm also going to say go Beavs. Now, here's why. This may not seem like such a, a big um, surprise, but I, I did go back and forth on this one because I, genu- I genuinely felt like you know Washington just felt like the better team, looks like the better team, has a, has had a schedule that proves that they're the better team, um, and I I really I really like Washington in this game. However, man, yeah, the power of the Oregon State Beavers compels me. Okay, <laughs> and what I you just, gonna do when what Oregon you gonna do, State? What you gonna do when the Beavers run wild on you, brother, out in Calvallis, <laughs> Oregon? Okay. Oh, man. No, I, I think Oregon State runs the ball better. Uh, we've seen Damian Martinez. He's a 1,000-yard rusher already on the season. Um, but, yeah, no, I think Oregon State is going to – they have a superior defense and they can run the ball whenever they want to, not when they have to. Uh, go Beavs. Yeah, go Beavs. easy easy one. Go, go Beavs. Beavs. Go Beavs. Next up, this is a rivalry game, a rivalry game, in-state rivalry. Uh, it is Kansas State versus Kansas versus Kansas in this one. Um, Kansas State has dominated this series for the pla- since 2008, really. Yeah. Um, dominated. It's been like what Virginia Virginia Tech was for 15 years in a row, where it was very, very, very lopsided. Uh, Jason Beam uh, looks to be back in. Uh, they were down through their third string last week. Still have no idea what's going on with uh, Jalen Daniels uh, in Manhattan or not Manhattan in Lawrence. Um, I, I, Jason Bean again is a solid quarterback, solid backup quarterback here for uh, for the Jayhawks. He is currently um, he's got a fourteen hundred yards passing. He's been excuse me. He's been in since week three, week four, somewhere in there. Something along. But I know he got hurt uh, against Iowa. Uh, against Iowa State, yes. Yeah. And then it's it's been a it's been tough keeping up with this Kansas quarterback uh, situation here. But if he can come in, I feel better about Kansas in this matchup. Okay. Uh, so far, they did lose a, a very close game. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State, uh, thirty-two to thirty-nine. They were able to knock off the Sooners, thirty-eight thirty-three. They won against uh, Iowa State as well, and then they lost. They dropped a game to Texas Tech. Here, uh, Kansas State. To me, I just think personally. Um, Kansas State just seems to be the stronger team. They seem to be able if – if it was not for their a few hiccups, especially for losing to Texas in overtime uh, two weeks ago, I genuinely think that Kansas State would be in the running for the Big 12 title. Um, unfortunately, they're not, but that's okay. Uh, still going to play in a great bowl game. To me – I, I'm going to go with the Wildcats in this one because Kansas just cannot figure out what's going. Like they're they're bitten by the injury bug, especially at quarterback position. And for me, I just got to go with Kansas or uh, Kansas State in this one, not Kansas. Kansas State in this one. Go to go with the Wildcats. I'm pretty sure it's in Manhattan. Um, it is in Lawrence. It is in Lawrence. It is in Lawrence. Okay, so their home field advantage uh, goes to Point Kansas. All right. 
However, I still think Kansas State is the much more efficient, dominant team up front in this game. So you know how last week you said that you were going with your gut and picking Mizzou over Tennessee, and I ridiculed you for that? Mm-hmm. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Ooh, okay. Um, I think Kansas is coming into this game uh, needing to win. And I think that Kansas this weekend is going to snap that. Uh, K-State has won eight of their last ten games. But Kansas is has been solid all season long, even with a revolving door at quarterback. Um, they've kind of blocked out the noise. And I think this Kansas team is going to upset this Kansas State team. So either way, should be a good game, but I'm going Kansas here. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, next up is another Pac-12 game we've got here. Utah versus Arizona. You wouldn't think that we would be – at the start of the season, if you would have told me that we were covering Utah-Arizona, I would be like, oh, no other game is on this week. No, this is a very exciting matchup between two very good Pac-12 teams. Utah is 22 in the nation, Arizona 17. Uh, Utah is six in the Pac-12. Arizona is fourth. Both are kind of needing some breaks to go their way. Uh, Utah is mathematically eliminated from the Pac-12 championship game. Arizona still has a very slim shot to get there. Uh, Arizona is putting up 31.1 points a game, passing the ball 291 uh, yards a game. And Utah is leading every other stat. They're rushing the ball very well, 184 rushing yards a game. Uh, limiting opponents to 17 points a game, only allowing 85 rushing yards and uh, allowing right at 240 passing yards a game. Um, Arizona needs Oregon, or excuse me, Arizona needs uh, Oregon State to lose, and they also need Oregon to lose as well uh, this week in order for them to make it to the Pac-12 championship game. Taking a look at their last five. <clears throat> For the Utes, obviously they dropped that heartbreaker to Washington at Washington. Beat down Arizona State 55-3. Lost Oregon 35-6. Beat USC. For some reason, Utah has USC's number, 34-32. Beat Cal 34-14. Yeah, no, Utah is battle-tested. Obviously, Cam Rising is out this entire season, apparently. Uh, but Bryson Barnes has been solid enough. Uh, 1,197 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, Noah Fifta? Uh, oh, yes, the quarterback. Um, it is... Fafita? Uh, Fafita, I think is what it is. Noah Fafita. Or Fafeta? Fafeta. Fafeta. Fafeta? Okay, I like Fafeta more than Fafita. Sounds like fajita. Um, anyways, Arizona has, to me, been the most surprising team with Jed Fish, first-year head coach on, uh, at Arizona. This has been the most surprising team to me out of uh, out of the Pac-12 this year. They are currently 7-3. and three, Okay, Their only loss in the past five weeks – have been to USC, which was a three, a two-point game. Excuse me, not a three-point game, a two-point game, forty-one to forty-three. Okay, that had to go into double overtime for USC to beat them. 
They go to Washington State and just dominate, 44-6. to six. Uh, They beat my Oregon State Beavers. Um, Boo! Boo! But they beat them in a three-point game, 27-24. Uh convincingly beat UCLA 27 to 10 and then last week was in another shootout in a three-point game against uh Colorado 34 to 31 excuse me um for this game i have been surprised by Arizona all season long but i will not be surprised by them again this season because i am picking them to beat the utes in this game give me Arizona you crazy boy um, you crazy? Crazy? I was crazy once. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna stop that right now. Um, give me the Utes. Their defense is better. They've been able to run the ball when they want to. And obviously, I'm gonna pick the team whose defense is better and can run the ball better because that's proven to win championships. Um, Utah is not gonna win a championship this season, but. I still think Utah is the better team. Um, Arizona is a buzzsaw on offense. We've used that word a lot. Maybe that's the word of the week for the Panther pod. Um, But, no, I think that Utah is going to limit Arizona. You can be wrong and just sit over there in your wrongness, but I'm I'm picking I'm picking the Wildcats in Arizona. They're even at home this week. I feel pretty good about that one. Uh, Make it eight and three. Jed Fish, possible coach of the year. Fair enough. An unranked Clemson. God, I love to see that. I love to <laughs> see that. Ninth in the ACC. Ooh. You hate to see it. Um, number 20 UNC takes on unranked Clemson in Memorial Stadium in Clemson, uh, in Clemson South Carolina. UNC is putting up 39.9 points a game. Clemson, 30.3. UNC has the better offense. Clemson has the better defense. Really, this is going to come down to Drake May versus Kate Klubnick. Drake May on the season, 3,145 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Kate Klubnick, 2,261 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Um, Both of these teams can run the ball, um, but Omarion Hampton for the Tar Heels is their savior so far uh 1236 yards on the ground for him uh drake may has 29 total touchdowns on the season k kolbnik has 21 uh cedric gray came on rucker noah burnett i mean this unc team is stacked their record does not show it um and it sucks because you know that Drake May probably only has one more season left with the Tar Heels because he will be getting drafted. Um, to me, this game screams trap game. This Clemson team just came off of upsetting Notre Dame 31-23 and beating down Georgia Tech 42-21. This UNC team... Uh, it's coming off of a close win against Duke and then an absolute demolishing of Campbell. This UNC team also lost to Georgia Tech and UVA, so they are prone to getting upset. <sighs> it's a back-and-forth one for me, but just because Clemson sucks, give me UNC in this matchup. 
I will agree with you in this one because I also feel more comfortable with UNC. Clemson has been a very up-and-down team this year. Uh, UNC has been consistent. Uh, Drake May has been more consistent. I, I Clemson's up and down, and their downs are way, way down. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I just feel more comfortable with UNC. Uh, at this point in time, I looked it up in the standings. UNC is third in the ACC. However, that is where they, where they will remain. No, if they don't lose, if they don't lose the next two games, um, they will remain in third place because Louisville only has one more. Excuse me, Louisville only has one more uh, conference game, and that is against Miami this week. And then they play their in-state rival in Kentucky next week, which is an out-of-conference game. Florida State has no more conference games. They are done with conference uh, with conference play. Yeah, Florida State's going to the ACC championship. They clinched that, what, last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville, their only loss is to – let me pull it up here. Let me pull it up here. Is to Pitt, okay? So, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, I, if, as it stands, if I'm in – correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Cole – but I do believe that if uh, Louisville does lose this week, that could mix some things up and maybe uh, possibly get North Carolina. That could maybe possibly get North Carolina into uh, into the uh, 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 NC State championship. ACC. ACC. Excuse me. Did I say the NC State championship? You did. Excuse me. The ACC championship game because they have beaten Pitt and Miami. So if uh, Louisville has lost to Pitt and Miami, North Carolina gets in. Who knows? Who knows? However, I'm going to pick the Tar Heels, uh, and they're going to remain in third place for the rest of the year. Um, and go ahead and go ahead and just put on a lock. Uh, ACC championship game though is looking to looking to be Louisville and Florida State. And now comes the fun game. We're not going to talk about what team is going to win here. We already know what team is going to win. Um, the team that has won every single other game this season. There's no reason to suspect them of not winning this one. Uh, I'm going to be brutally honest here and say JMU is winning this ballgame. 100%. No matter what. Them dogs, them dogs are going to eat. JMU stacks up against uh, the Appalachian State Mountaineers for one of the last few conference games of the season. Jordan McLeod, Joey Aguilar. Joey Aguilar is the biggest threat to the Dukes uh, on this season. Or in this season, excuse me, not on. Uh, in this season, Joey Aguilar has thrown for 2,657 yards, uh, 26 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Jordan McLeod, 2,787 yards for the Dukes, 26 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Seasons that statistically mirror each other. App State is scoring more points a game than JMU. 34.8 to JMU's 34.3. JMU's passing the ball more, 291 to 277. App State's rushing the ball more, 183 to 150. 
JMU's defense is only allowing 18 points a game. App State's 27. You know the difference between these two teams? One's 10-0, and 0, another one's 6-4. and 4. One's 6-4, and four, one's JMU. Mmm. 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 JMU has not had a close game since ODU, and that was October 28th. Okay? They beat Georgia Southern 41-13. What? They beat Marshall 20-9. What? They beat ODU 30-27. What? They beat Georgia State 42-14. What? And then they beat UConn 44-6. Yeah. All right. JMU, you can also – one word to describe them, domination. Yeah. Aggression. That is how you can describe JMU. Okay? App State, on the other hand, has lost to Coastal Carolina, 27-24. They lost to ODU, 28-21. They did beat Southern Miss, 38-48. They did beat Marshall, 31-9. Okay. Then they also beat uh, Georgia State 42-14. to The same exact score as the JMU-Georgia State game. How does that feel to Georgia State? I know, that's Eagles? weird. Isn't it weird? Back-to-back back weeks. It's also, weird. it's also weird that Marshall scored the same amount of points against App State as well. Yeah, no, that, that is really weird. Sunbelt, most entertaining conference in all of college football. Give me the Dukes. I am um, I'm picking the Dukes in this one. Uh, it is... Uh, Vegas puts this game at minus nine in favor of JMU. Should be minus a million. Yeah, should be should be a JMU by a million. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be at this game in Bridgeport Stadium in Harrisonburg. Uh, we will be there. If you if you listen to podcast and you're a big Duke fan, all right, feel free to, to holler at us. All right, bark at us, as as Jay Jay said. Uh, we'll try to be on game day. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll make a poster or something about uh, about that. Uh, maybe we can try attempt to be on game day. Uh, however, uh, yeah, excited, excited, excited for this game. This is going to be our second college football game uh, this year. Uh, hopefully next year, Cole, I can take you all up to Morgantown. I've taken you to Court Morgantown, but, Jay, you got to come experience Motown for us uh, or with us. Do what? <laughs> Jay wants a musket. We might, we might be able to you get You might be able to get Honestly. One. We might be able to get you a musket up there, Jay. Uh, any anything any from from the actual JMU fan on this podcast uh, from Deboof, Jay? Do you have any uh, supporting words? Oh, he, does he have notes written down? Oh, he's got no. Uh, he's got he's got notes, guys. Um, the Duke fan, the JMU fan over here. Um, he is gonna. Uh, he's got some notes prepared uh, for you. To talk about this, he's the, he's the true JMU fan on this podcast. Our our producer, Daboof JTC, uh, here he is. Charlie Baker, we look forward to seeing you on game day. Jay, before you leave, would you would you would you inform the kind people who Charlie Baker is and why and why we're really glad to see him? Oh come on, Jay! Come on, Jay! Can I can I get one? Can I get one? Can we get one? Go Dukes! One signature. Go Dukes! Go Dukes! One, just one. Go Dukes! 
Charlie Baker is the president of the NCAA, the National Communist Against Athletics. Okay, that's what we call. That's that's what. Yeah. At this no, point, at this point, we're going to call them the National Communist Against just Athletics. That's a fact of life, honestly. <laughs> Shout out Brian Bosworth on that one uh, for the inspo before the episode. Um, no, JMU. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. JMU extended an invite to uh, Charlie Baker. That's wild. That um, is absolutely hopefully it's just wild. to boo him on game day because he's going to get massively booed. Uh, he's going to he, get more heat than Dominic Mysterio. He is. Um, so be sure if you're on game day, please boo Charlie Baker. He is the NCAA president and did nothing to help out the Dukes. Okay? Did nothing. Uh, Pat McAfee, I will... I, I would like to wear my West Virginia gear just so I can get a picture with Pat McAfee. Okay? Jay, I know you're really upset with me right now. I promise you, I will wear my JMU stuff. I promise you, I will wear my JMU stuff when we get into the state and when we get the game. But if I have an opportunity to be, oh yeah, one hundred percent, Pat McAfee, I would love to get a picture with him just with my West Virginia stuff. Come on, man! Come on, you know. Come on, man! Come on, man! Oh, oh, oh. Okay, uh, Jay was Jay had me by the by the shirt collar there. For a bit. Just a visual description of what's it is utter chaos. It is yeah. This is a wild episode of the Panther Pod. If we're being real if honest, we, if we had cameras set up for this and this was a video podcast, oh, I hear a band, band tuning. Yep. I hear a band tuning up. Okay. Anyways, Stan, you you said your name was Stan, right? No, I did not say my Stan. My name is not Stan. I'm not Stan. I'm not Stan. I'm not Stan. Stan, Stan. Stan. Uh, this is it's just utter chaos right yeah. now as where we get really comfortable with doing this thing third season, getting ready to wrap it up. Um ooh, heard those knees pop, Jay. Oh. We are we're getting really comfortable with here. Um but there are a lot of it's very chaotic. We we really ought to invest in some sort of camera or just something to record. Just so, yeah. And put it out on the YouTube channel just to see the utter chaos that happens during this podcast. Absolutely. Um so something that I, I I happen to notice um, the forty two fourteen score right yeah Georgia State uh, against App State forty two fourteen JMU when they played Georgia State forty two fourteen guess who LSU plays this weekend <laughs> Georgia freaking State <laughs> oh that's a rough three weeks in a row for the I don't even know what their mascot is I don't really even I care. think it's the Panthers I don't care. The Georgia Georgias. The Georgia Georgias. Um, LSU's 15th in the nation. We're putting up 45.9 points a game, 345 passing yards, 223 rushing yards. We're allowing 28.9 points a game, which is disgusting. Uh, But in this game, thankfully, uh, we have the better defense, or pass defense anyway, 255 to Georgia State's 295. Those are rookie numbers, and they will definitely be going up after this game. This is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in Death Valley, in Tiger Stadium. Darren Granger, 1,986 passing yards. Marcus Carroll, 1,206 rushing yards. Uh, 
Jaden Daniels, 3,164 passing yards. Jaden Daniels, 918 rushing yards. Darren Granger leads the Georgia State whatevers uh, in touchdowns with 21. Jaden Daniels has 38. I would love to sit here and say that we are going to win this game entirely. Because let's be real, we probably are. By a million. By a million. Um, but there is nothing riding on this game for the LSU Tigers. Cupcake. This is our cupcake matchup. Um, if Florida wasn't, <laughs> Alabama definitely wasn't, though. Um, <clears throat> Neither was what? Florida State. Huh? Y'all, or Ole y'all, Miss. Y'all, y'all say something? Y'all say something? I thought yeah. I heard something, too. Um, so the three loss LSU Tigers, not going to make it four this week. I mean, there's no way, right? There's no, there's no way. This isn't – if all else fa- – no, you don't even need to knock on wood. He's getting too cocky. Icarus you don't even need – Flying too close to the sun. You don't need to knock on wood. This is an SEC school versus what should be a group of five school. It is a group of five school. Oh, excuse me. What is a group of five school? Um, no, SEC versus Sunbelt. Give me the SEC every single, every Jay, single I'll ask you this. time. Do you know – how it went the last time LSU faced a team from Georgia? <laughs> 50 to 20, baby. And no championship I'm trophy. Out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> he can simmer down. He, he's salty. I am salty. I am always salty. That was the University of Georgia, not Georgia State. LSU by a million. I don't even. I. I don't. Why do I need to make a case? You don't. Why do I need to make a case? LSU by a freaking million. I am also picking LSU. Okay. I'm also picking LSU. I just like to mess with you. I just like to mess with you. <laughs> I just, yep, yep. Uh, he is in fact salty, Jay. Um, I just, I just like to mess with you. That's 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 all. I just like to mess with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about your mid LSU. matchup. At least I don't have a cupcake game. This is an actual conference game here, sir. I'm sorry. Who has the better record, Cincinnati or Georgia State? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that we that you heard that the people on the podcast heard Jay go Jay Jay you just need a headset so when you say something you can just unmute yourself and and say it instead of just just because you say so many great one liners during the podcast and it never picks up we need to get you a head uh, like a headset so that way you can walk around and, and talk yeah like a coach yeah pretty much so before you get into why West Virginia is going to beat Cincinnati. Um, I would just like to say a few words. Owen, do you know why it's called the Midwest? Because it's mid. Because every single thing about it is mid. Skyline Chili, mid. 
bear cat? I don't even think those exist. Yeah, what even is a bear cat? What even is a bear cat? Okay, what 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 is a bear cat? Um, getting into this game, West Virginia is coming off a terrible, 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 terrible loss against Oklahoma. Garrett Green walks into this uh, game with over sixteen hundred yards passing, twelve touchdowns, and only three interceptions on the year. Uh, Emory Jones, however, for Cincinnati is nineteen hundred yards passing, fifteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Uh, we're averaging about thirty points a game, two hundred two passing yards compared to Cincinnati's two hundred thirty-three, two hundred thirteen rushing yards compared to Cincinnati's two hundred twenty-three. Uh, we average about we allow about twenty-eight points a game for opponents. Cincinnati allows twenty-seven. Um, we uh, give up 260 uh, passing yards, 261 passing yards compared to Cincinnati, who gives up 236. We also allow 147 on the ground compared to um, Cincinnati's 138. Literally, Cincinnati holds the advantage in every statistical category minus points per game. It's so called, there's that. It's called the Midwest because everything about it is mid. Yes. Uh, Garrett Green has 20 touchdowns on the year. Lee Koba is a dog. Um, Absolute stud at middle linebacker. Honestly, Oklahoma should have been our second to third loss of this year, but it is what it is. We should have never lost to Houston. We should have never – we blew a lead in Oklahoma State. But it's okay, I guess. Um – at least you get to beat down Cincinnati. We hope. We hope. Um, we thought we were going to get to beat down Houston, and, and we don't. So there's that. Uh, West Virginia, this is another game that's at 2.30 on ESPN+. And um, Cincinnati won. Uh, they beat. Uh, we lost to the worst team in the conference, which is Houston. Okay, uh, Cincinnati beat Houston last week uh, in their first ever Big 12 uh, win. So yeah, uh, I I feel like it's at home. Okay, it's senior day honoring a lot of our seniors. Uh, West Virginia should very well win this game. So we'll see. I hope I hope the fans come packed out. I know we've got to be disheartened. Um, Cole, I do want to ask you something though. Uh, after after you make your pick, I, I'll let you go ahead and make your pick, and then I'll ask you this as we round out the episode. You want my pick? Yes. You want me to make a pick right now? Please. You want me to say what I'm, what team I'm going to favor in this matchup? Please. You want me to pick the team who's going to win the ball game? Yes. Score the most points? Yes. Have the, have the most passing yards? Yeah. Have the most rushing yards? Yeah. The, yeah. T- the team that's better? Yeah. The team that should be much better than what their record says they are? Yeah. Well, and I hate to do it to you, but give me the sin. West Virginia Mountaineers, baby. Go ears. Go ears. Go ears. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyways, the question that I was going to ask you is, should I feel good about this season? If we go eight and four, and our wins are against Duquesne, an FCS opponent, Pitt, who is our biggest rival, but also went two and eight so far this year, 
Couldn't even make it to a bowl game. Uh, beat Texas Tech, who is struggling to get to bowl eligibility. Beat TCU, which is in a down year, also has a losing record. Beat BYU, which is a – they're at a 500 record right now. Lost to Houston, who also has a losing record. Lost to Oklahoma State, which is their 7-3 seven and, seven and three right now. Uh, well, one, blew out UCF, blew out BYU. Uh, lost, got bl- got blown out by Oklahoma, and then possibly if we win out these next two games, beat Cincinnati, which is also a three and seven team as of right now, and then also Baylor, who is struggling for bowl eligibility. Should I feel good about an eight and four season, or should I still be? Yeah, it's eight and four, but that's a misleading a misleading number. I see what you're saying. Um. And I do agree with you, but I also think that at the end of the day, West Virginia still went eight and four and is going bowling. Um, some to hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. Better record than last year. Um, is it because West Virginia improved or the Big Twelve got weaker, or did our schedule get weaker? Because we didn't play Texas. We didn't play Kansas State, we didn't play Kansas, and we didn't play Iowa State. Those are four teams that we usually play year in and year out. I think you still feel good about it because at the end of the day you're going bowling. But it's definitely going to – I feel like if West Virginia has any sense about them in the offseason, they are going to take a long, hard look at Neil Brown. Okay. And see what he has accomplished. So, if possible, if we win the bowl game, it becomes a nine and four season. If if we win out, I think if we go six and six or seven and five, I think I or lose the bowl game and lose the bowl game, I I feel like that that makes Neil Brown see a little bit hotter. But we'll we'll see we'll see. Uh, I just want to ask you that question right before we went off the air. Uh, remember, guys, uh, we're going to be in Harrisonburg this week. We're gonna. Um, Go up and watch the JMU Dukes kick some Appalachian State tail. Uh, excited for that. Try to be on. Uh, we're going to try to be on game day. Try to see Pat McAfee. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, as for that, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. Da boof. And you have listened to the Panther Pod.